Wow, you know, sometimes the prelude sounds so good, it sounds almost like there's two people playing that piano. <laughs> good job. Rhonda and Trish, appreciate that so much. And I appreciate you for being here today, this beautiful fall day. We get to worship together. I'm glad that you're here. If you're worshiping online with us, write something in the comments. Let us know you're with us. We like seeing that. Put a little picture if you're somewhere fun. And, you know, if you... 
if you are a little bit sleepy because you stayed up and watched the Braves win last night, then um, I understand. Uh, I, I'm feeling it a little bit today, but no, we're, we're glad to be able to worship with you. I got a couple of announcements to, to highlight for you. This coming Wednesday night, uh, the youth and the kids and the grown-ups and uh, we're hot Halloween costumes. We're going to have lots of funs and games. Uh, Pastor Andy's going to do a devotional on fear. And it's going to, you know, I might even dress up for my Bible study. And so who knows? I, I've, been, I've been thinking about things. Uh, Tammy and I may be uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker or something like that for Halloween this year. I don't know. You never know. Um, next Sunday afternoon, um, October the 31st, from 2 to 4, there's going to be a fall festival at the Casey's Farm. They don't know it yet, but we, no, they do know. Um, we, we, do, uh, we do want everybody to come and enjoy, whether or not you're a kid and you want to jump on the bouncy houses. We do need a few more trunks. If you want to come, here's what you do. You come, open your trunk up or the hatch of your SUV, decorate it up a little bit, hand out hand out candy to the cutest kids around and enjoy watching them um, play and everything is if you need the address to get there it's on the website or you can message us and also uh, if you are an early bird on Thursday mornings the men at the well have the best thing going on they have the best online journey group on Thursday mornings around so check that out. Reverend Tammy Jackson is actually teaching the series right now. So a bunch of guys and Pastor Tammy, that's, that's, a, that's a good combination. I do want to say one last thing, and this is something that's going to be happening two weeks from today. One of my favorite services of the year. I absolutely love All Saints Sunday, a chance to remember all of the saints who've gone before us and celebrate their lives. It's going to be a wonderful service. That'll be on November the 7th. I hope you'll be here with us. Let's pray. Our gracious God, we thank you for blessing us with a beautiful day, for giving us a chance to worship together as the body of Christ. We thank you for all who follow Jesus all around the world who are worshiping now and I pray that we all realize what connects us together, uh, what binds us together, and, and the love that we share it is so much greater than what divides us. Help us to keep that in our hearts today. And Lord, for those who have needs on their hearts today, which would be just about all of us, whether we speak them out loud or whether we never say a word about them, we lift our hearts to you. And we trust you to be our great provider. Provide healing for those who need it, for our hope for those who need a little bit of that, for strength, for comfort, Lord, whatever it is. And may everything that we say and do and sing here today bring glory to you. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
singing number, hymn number 73, O Worship the King. Today, let us join together in this confession of faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father.
there's any children, they can go with uh, Miss Catherine to Children's Church. They're going to have an awesome, awesome time, as they always do. Uh, Good. How about we do these other ones? He always tells me the best songs to sing. He, JT is amazing. Um, so they, we are very thankful for our choir. Um, as we prepare our hearts for this time of time, tithe and offering, I wanted to let you know there's offering plate in the back of the sanctuary and also one over here on your way out. And you can also give online. You can text to give uh, or give on the church website or through the app. Um, wanted also to let everyone know the flowers on the altar of uh, or for Wanda Hemby, Jill Moran's mother, as there's going to be a service later today. So we want to be remembering to pray for them as well. Um, when I was at Southside Methodist for three years, when we would do our prayer time, the congregation would actually raise their hand and say their prayer concerns. We're not going to do that today, but when people would give their prayer concerns, sometimes we would say, would somebody give a praise before we hear all the prayer concerns? So I want you to think right now of some things that you are thankful for, some praises. And I want you to do that online as well. You can, you can write a praise uh, in the comments there and think of some, some joys that you have. Um, and now also lift up your uh, concerns, your unspokens and your prayer concerns as well. Uh, on the calendars by the offering plates, there's a calendar sheet. On the bottom of that, there is a part that you can rip out um, and write prayer concerns on it. We would love to have those as the staff and the prayer team would love to be praying for you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, right now we lift up um, the family of Jill Moran. We pray that you will be with them and comfort them, especially today as we're having the, the memorial service, God. Um, we lift up those who are homebound. We pray that you will, will give them peace, give them strength. We pray for the caretakers as well. We pray for the fall fest that's going to happen uh, on Halloween next Sunday. We pray that lives will be touched, that we will make new friends, that we'll be able to share your love with others. And God, we, we all thought of things we are thankful for. Uh, right now, we lift up our praise and our thanks. We have so much to be thankful and grateful for. And then we also come with heavy hearts and we have unspoken requests. You know what they are, God. And we are thankful for the prayer that you remind us to pray. As we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
even think we need a sermon now. I don't know. I think that was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, so we have been talking about Job the past several weeks. Um, and if I'm honest, Job is not my favorite book in the Bible. It's pretty low on my list, actually. I don't enjoy the book of Job. Uh, it's been, so far, a little disturbing, sad, painful, and... Um, It's hard to wrestle with these passages, but here's the cool thing about the lectionary. Uh, When we use our lectionary passages over three years, we will hit most of the main themes in the scripture. And it's good for people like me to use the lectionary because otherwise I like to stay in the Psalms and the Gospels and I don't sometimes want to wrestle with things like Job. Um, So I hope that you find Job challenging as well and I hope you also get a new perspective and and grow in your faith through the book of Job. Um, The the last time I got to preach from the book of Job, a couple weeks ago, I gave out little stones when we came into the sanctuary. And those stones reminded us that sometimes we hit rock bottom just like Job. We were reminded that God loves us when we hit rock bottom, when we have our doubts, our questions, even when we cry out in anger against God. God still loves us. Those stones also reminded us to pray for our friends, our neighbors that have hit rock bottom, to show them the love of God. Uh, But today in the story of Job, we we start to see a happy ending here. Um, We see hope. Is there hope for us too? It talks about Job being able to see clearly. Can we see clearly now too? Um, It's a story of redemption and restoration. So here is Job chapter 42, verses 1 through 6. And it says, Job is humbled and satisfied. Then Job answered the Lord, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and and you declare to me, I had heard of you but by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. We're going to skip to verse 10 through 17. And the Lord restored to the fortunes of Job, where he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then there came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him before, and they ate bread with him and in his house. They showed him sympathy and comforted him from all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the later days of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named the first Jeremiah, the second Keziah, and the third, Karen. In all the land, there were no women so beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father gave them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw, and saw his children and his children's children four generations, and Job died old and full of days. Let's pray. Loving God, this book of Job is so hard for us, and it's hard to read about suffering and pain, but God, I pray that through this passage, 
that you will speak to our hearts. I pray that you will help us draw closer to you. I pray that you will help us to draw closer to each other as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Even the section of verses 10 through 17, it starts off, the heading is, Job's fortunes are restored twofold. So we see some happiness here in the book of Job. I just want to point out three main things that I got out of this passage, because I really had to wrestle with this one. Um, Pastor Sam hears me all the time about this. I'm like, he got to preach about U2 this morning in the rock and roll series about a U2 song, and I, I got Job. So I've been giving a hard time about it. So I have three points that I really wrestled with that I got out of it, and I hope that these speak to you as well. Um, Number one, Job is starting to see that God loves and cares for him. His relationship is being restored. Um, Did you notice in verse 6, it even talked about Job repenting in dust and ashes. Does that sound familiar to you? Because whenever I hear dust and ashes in the scripture, it automatically makes me think of our Ash Wednesday service. And if you've never been to an Ash Wednesday service, and maybe you're watching online and you're thinking, what is he talking about an Ash Wednesday service? We do that at the beginning of Lent uh, here in the church, where the minister will place ashes in the sign of a cross on your forehead. And when, when I read this passage, when I think about Ash Wednesday, it reminds me of Job just hitting rock bottom. He, he's repenting. He, he, is, he is mournful for the way that his attitude has been, his anger towards God. He, the, the fact that he wasn't uh, seeing that God is faithful, his lack of trust in God, he's repenting for that. Um, and we do that on Ash Wednesday. So that, that ashes, they remind us of, of our brokenness, our humanness, our, our need to repent. But then the sign of the cross reminds us of how much God loves us. The cross reminds us that we are forgiven. The cross reminds us that we are children of God. Every year when we do Ash Wednesday, we'll do something special, maybe in the youth room before that, or, or the, day, the, the Wednesday before, or the Wednesday after, and we'll talk about it. There's a song by a band called Gunger that's called Beautiful Things, and that song talks about how God makes beautiful things out of ashes, beautiful things out of the dust. So every time we do Ash Wednesday, it's about repentance, but it's also about the cross. It's about remembering that we are loved, that we are children of God. And it's also a reminder that God is making something beautiful out of the ashes. God is making something beautiful out of us, and God is making something beautiful out of Job. Um, so, so Job is here, he's repenting, he, he, he is reminded of his, 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 his love, that how much God loves him. Our relationship with God can be restored to, daily transformed, molded, we can continue to grow. Um, when I think of Job's relationship being restored with God, it's just like ours. God never left Job. God never abandoned Job. Um, we have free will too. We can spend time in God's presence just like Job can. We have grace to choose to spend time with God, just like Job can. We can be daily renovated or restored to be growing in our love for God and neighbor through things like prayer, gathering with other believers, serving those in need, reading scripture, right? Through good and bad times. Here's the second thing I got out of this passage. Because on a quick read through this, this, this chapter here, it almost, if I read it real quick without thinking about it, it almost sounds like, well, everything just turned out wonderful for Job, and he was just happy forever, and everything was great after that. 
But the pain and the scars remain, right? Job had been through hell, right? Uh, so, so on a quick read, it sounds like everything is just wonderful, but I know that's not real. And that's not real for us either when we walk through terrible things. Because um, Job had lost family members. He had lost children. He had lost money. He had lost his livestock, family. He had, and then he even wrestled with his own health. So we can't forget that. So when we remember our own journeys and our own lives and our losses and our struggles, those things stay with us, don't they? They stay with us. Um, he's not going to forget those things that happened in his life, and he's not going to forget the loss of loved ones, just like we don't forget that either, because we experience loss in this world too. I want to ask you a strange question, but you ever watch the TLC show um, Hometown with Ben and Aaron Napier in Mississippi? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, a couple of you do. A couple of you do. I actually, when we were driving to New Orleans, we actually drove through that town to see it. So uh, for those of you who don't know what this show is, uh, this couple, they restore old homes that are about 100 years or older in Mississippi. And some of these houses need a ton, a ton of work, right? So that's what they do. Uh, when I lived in Florida, Jen and I, when we first got married, we got a very small home. Um, and, and it was a nice house, but it was a little boring because if you went to the neighbor's house, they had the same house as us, and the neighbor on the other side, they had the same exact house as us too. It was a little boring. But the houses that they do, these are 100-year-old houses. They all have character and personality. So when we moved to Gadsden, Alabama, downtown here, we bought an old house. It's 100 years old. And let me tell you, it needs a ton of work. We've done some things, but it still needs a ton of work. And that's what this show, I love it, because they get into these old houses. When they go to these old homes in Mississippi, guess what? They have scars. These houses have personality. Um, and what I love is, is some of the things that make this house, some of the, the things it's been through or its history, they keep some of those things, right? They spotlight it even. They spotlight maybe some of the struggles, some of the memories of a house. Um, I don't know if you saw when this show actually went to Wetumpka, Alabama. Some of you may not even know this happened. You're going to have to go find this on YouTube or Netflix or something. But this show, they, they remodeled the town of Wetumpka for several weeks. Uh, and on that, when they did that, they went to a place called Jerry's Barbershop in Wetumpka. And there was a bullet hole in the door. Um, and rather than replacing or patching up that bullet hole, do you know what they did? They spotlight it, right? They spotlight it so you can see that bullet hole at Jerry's Barbershop in Wetumpka. So what about us? Can we look back at the painful and awful times and see what God has done? Can we remember our pain in a healthy way? Can we remember that through the hardships, the difficulties that we walked through, that God was with us? And maybe even like Jerry's Barbershop, can we even spotlight the pain that we've been through and, and, and show others that God is with me. I'm constantly being renovated. I don't forget about the pain I've been through, but I remember that God was with me. Other believers were with me. And I want to help others who are walking through pain too. We're all like those old houses, constantly being renovated, constantly a work in progress being worked on. We all have scars and memories and hurt that have happened in the past. 
I think about Job. He had major health issues. He probably had, he probably had scars from that. Even when his, when his uh, wealth and everything was restored, he probably still had signs of that health issue that he walked through. Because Job walked through terrible, hard times, but he was being restored, renovated. I think about my old house. If I even got this couple from Mississippi to come do my house, downtown Gadsden, you know what would happen in six months? It's still going to need something else done. Everybody here, your house constantly needs work done. We're the same way. We constantly need renovation all the time. We're a work in progress, just like an old house, just like Job is. This is the third point that I got out of this passage when I really wrestled with it. May we see God too. In the little things, in the normal everyday, may we see that God is at work in and around us. Whether it's good times or bad times, may we see God at work around us. Because like I said, sometimes on that first read, you might see that, well, Job has kids again, and Job has wealth again, and Job has his health again, but he, he, he still experiences the loss of those ones that he loved. He still thinks about that every day. But he can see God, and he can see that God loves him through it. Can we see that God is restoring us? Can we see that we have hope in heaven, hope in eternity, hope of being reunited with people that we've lost? So the gospel lectionary for the, for the passage this week is from Mark. And I love how it goes with the passage from Job. I'm going to read this to you. This is Mark 10, 46 through 52. Um, this is Jesus healing a blind beggar. They came to Jericho. He and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus and son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And then he called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. The blind man said, Let me see again. Jesus said to him, Get up, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on his way. Have we ever been the blind beggar in this story crying out for healing? Did you notice what he was crying out for? Let me see again. Let me see again. We don't always get that physical healing that we want in this life, right? But may our prayer be, can we see again? Because that's what Job needed to do. He needed to see clearly again, just like the blind beggar. And I don't know if you noticed this either. Jesus says to the blind beggar, go. After he heals him, he says, go. The blind beggar didn't even go. You know what he did? He follows Jesus. He didn't go away and tell others. He follows Jesus. May we do the same thing when we see. When we see clearly, may we follow Jesus. Just like Job follows God, just like the blind beggar follows Jesus, may we see clearly. God, may we see clearly that we are loved. May we see clearly that we are cared for. May we see clearly that when we are going through chaos and and a a world that's divided and, and crazy things are happening, may we see clearly that we are beloved children of God, that we have a call, that we have a purpose, that God has things for us to do here on this earth. I'm going to close with this. Just three little points. 
Sure, sometimes we're like Job, we experience loss. And sometimes we get a huge blessing back like Job did. He got everything back. Sometimes we don't. But may we be like Job to know that no matter if we're in a place of hurting or a place of of health, may, may we remember that we are beloved children of God and that we have hope in Jesus. May each of us learn from our old wounds, our pain, our struggles. May we remember that we, were, that we are loved through that. And may we love others who are walking through pain. And may we see that we are loved. Um, and may we see people, may we see clearly and see people the way Jesus sees them as beloved children of God. May we see clearly that we are loved, that we are treasured by God. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you today. We thank you for our blessings. We we thank you, God, that even when we've walked through those difficult times, when we've said we don't know why these things are happening, we thank you that we were loved through those times too. We thank you that you never leave us. Even when we feel alone, even in those times we feel abandoned, God, you are with us and you love us, you care for us. I pray that you will help each of us to see clearly. I pray that we will see you. I pray that we will be like the blind beggar and say, help us see, help us see, God. Direct our path. Show us who who we should be sharing your love with, who, who we should be caring for. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
May we leave seeing clearly. May that be the prayer of our hearts today. God, help us to see clearly. Go in peace.